Well, it's a new year, a new decade, and the seventh year of Convo by Design. So it's only fitting that I have a pretty big announcement for you. Convo by Design is presented by Walker Zanger, a remarkable company and an equally remarkable design partner. The Walker Zanger brand was built on the promise to inspire designers and architects to do their best work. That promise is fulfilled every day through a commitment to provide the best ceramic, glass, stone, porcelain, quartz, and concrete surfaces and finishes. This is a family business with over 65 years of global product discovery, sourcing, and manufacturing the finest products available. Walker Zanger believes strongly in serving the trade with a trade program to make the specifying process simple with the support you need. They also have been staunch supporters of the trade since 1952. Check out their newest collaborative line with designer uh, Pieta Donovan, a, a collection of cement and ceramic tiles inspired by the patterns and colorways of the 1970s and created with a comfortable modernity. Walker Zanger is on the cutting edge of design, featuring products for every style and architectural feel that you can create. Check out any of their 14 showrooms across the country or shop online at walkerzanger.com. And, and as a side note, I've been working with Walker Zanger. I, I've seen them. I've covered them for the entirety of Convo by Design, be it at the West Edge Design Fair or at the Pasadena Showcase House. They are just a remarkable design partner, and I could not be happier to announce this partnership. So thank you, Walker Zanger. Welcome to the show. With that, gosh, 2020. All right, let's go. Hi, I'm Alex Papacristidis from AP Interiors, and you are listening to Convo by Design. I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design. Hey, Happy New Year. This is the seventh year of Convo by Design, and I can tell you, this will be the most adventurous yet. Starting off strong in 2020, I want to share with you the time I spent with designer Martin Lawrence Ballard. You know Martin, so I, I'm not going to go on with the, the big fluffy intro. Instead, I want to tell you some things that you might not know. M Martin is a major personality. That you already know. But did you know that he's a television producer and an actor? Sure, you've seen him on Million Dollar Decorators and Entertainment Tonight, but did you know that he was on The Young and the Restless? It's true. He also has a passion for Hollywood theater and set design. This explains a great deal about his theatrical design, his, 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 the theatrical feel, the passion, the philosophy behind his design. Martin loves to travel, and he has recently designed a new boutique hotel in West Hollywood called The Prospect, a project in which he shares his love for both old Hollywood and exotic destinations, both of which we talk about in this conversation. So check out this remarkable hospitality design and listen to this episode. You will hear his design philosophy explained in detail, and it was a joy to do, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Martin and I met at his showroom on Melrose to talk about his participation in LCDQ's Legend event. He opened his store in 2017, and it is already a must-see destination on Melrose. We also discuss his window design, production of his eponymous design line, and so much more. This is designer, producer, actor, traveler, Martin Lawrence Ballard. It's funny, 
normally I ask everyone, okay, where are we? Which showroom are, are we in? And this one's going to be easy for you. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I get to do my own windows this year, which is uh, kind of an amazing and fun thing to do because this year obviously is icons. So for me, it was all about, well, who do I really love from this icon list? It's a hard choice because there were so many extraordinary people that inspire me. But Tony Duquette is so iconically Los Angeles. He's so Hollywood. He's so high glamour. And automatically, I thought, you know what? High glamour, me, the store. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> it's so funny because the beauty is you, you, you answered two questions ahead of me, and I love that. Um, first, I wanted to find out, though, and because it's your showroom and because you've been on the quarter and you're a member of the quarter, what, I- what is it about LCDQ and Legends? What is it about this event that's so special? This has become the premier event here in Los Angeles. You know, designers come from all over the country and in fact other places of the world other parts of the world as well we've got people coming this year from australia and china and paris um so it's really cool that this gathers together an amazing bunch of you know incredible designers incredible talent and it's a really fun celebration of that here within within our our spaces um the fact that we have such great design stores in Los Angeles, and particularly here in the LCDQ area, um, it makes it such fun shopping, and it allows you to really appreciate other designers' eyes. You know, it, that, be- that becomes the really inspiring part. Well, hold for that. See, sir, can we just hold on that for a minute, because I'm doing an interview. I didn't know you were filming. I thought you guys were just... That's okay. So... So for me, it's really exciting that you get so much talent coming here to L.A. and coming to our stores and our ateliers that it not only inspires them, it inspires us. And that, at the end of the day, is what it's all about. I think what's really special, too, is that it gets people out of their cars. It puts them on the sidewalk. Yeah, it does, exactly. It puts people on the sidewalk here in L.A., which is incredible because, you know, nobody walks in L.A. So (laughs) it's kind of fantastic to see people walking around, enjoying themselves. Plus, there are so many great events, you know, things to go see. Amazing people are speaking. There's fantastic book signings. We have all sorts of cocktail parties, a big El Decor event. So... There's just such energy, and it's all about having fun and getting inspired and just celebrating design in general. And speaking of that, so now one of the things that is is so truly unique about Legends, and this year in particular, is Icons. So you selected... Tony Duquette, yes. And what, what is it about Tony's work that makes it so special, that made it so iconic? You know, Tony was a set decorator originally, which is actually the way a lot of great Hollywood decorators have started. And there's something about understanding those theatrics, understanding scale on screen, that makes things so interesting when you sort of translate it into an interior. Back in the day when Tony was designing houses for, you know, all of the stars, he was designing things in a way that made them shine within their interiors. So really the interiors became kind of the accessory, it became the jewel to their outfit. And for me that's so exciting because I love to make people's homes, you know, become a part of their character, become a part of their soul. 
and a window into their soul, really. And that's sort of what the designs do. So for us to have our windows, you know, reflecting Tony Duquette's work at this, for this is really fun. And again, I find him to be kind of the iconic Hollywood decorator. And his work, his look, his vibe is now translated all over the world. And he has followers and fans all over the world of his work. Amazing things he made in his lifetime are going for huge amounts of money at auction, of which we're very lucky to have quite a few pieces of, uh, of original work here in my windows. So, yeah, it's an exciting person, and it's exciting to be honoring him. Um, so, it's interesting, you mentioned, you mentioned that he was a set decorator, and you mentioned that you have some of the pieces. So, I'm curious... Having seen it, but but in your thought process, how did you? What was the what was the process that you chose in the manner in which you wanted to channel his work into your window? You know, his work was all about layering and all about theatrics, and so for us, it was really fun to do um, faux materials because he used to create a lot of things. I mean, literally, he was sort of like the first wizard with a glue gun. So. We've created faux paneling on our walls using an amazing wallpaper from Schumacher that looks like tortoiseshell. And then one of Tony's great favorites was malachite. So often he would paint faux malachite. In this case, we've used a great Fornacetti paper by Cole and Son to add the malachite. And then we've even used sort of silver foil fake mirrors inserted into our paneling, which actually just represents more and more the way Tony worked and the way he did those things. One of the very fun original pieces that we have in our window. Hold for one second. Okay, perfect. Do me a favor. Start from there exactly the same way, please. Okay. So one of the really fun things we have in our window, though, actually, is a chandelier. And the chandelier is very typical Tony. It's painted in a malachite green. It's got seashells applied. It's got little bits of coral and crystal. But it is totally glued together. And on examining it, you see that the central column is actually part of an old staircase. I think it's actually the banister post. So it is so Tony that he would pull you know, bits and pieces from everywhere and put it together and create something spectacular and theatrical. And that's really what honoring him and, and creating these windows is about. Sort of, it's the high-low. It's the mixing of a beautiful rock crystal something with a painted stair banister. And along those lines, you've mentioned a number of them, but um, who did you specify? So we've used a bunch of people to create this. Um, Stark Carpet have given us the most beautiful leopard carpet, which is something that was, again, a very iconic look of Tony's, and he used to use Stark in his work. Um, Schumacher, we used the wonderful uh, faux tortoise wallpaper. For Cole and Sons, we have a fabulous re-edition of Fornacetti, another great designer's malachite paper. Um, we have actual Tony Duquette exclusive fabric that um, is done for Jim Thompson, that is a malachite print that I'm using as a tablecloth. And um, we have also other pieces from the Tony Duquette collection, beautiful malachite boxes, lapis lazuli boxes, some amazing light fixtures, and incredible morphic mirrors and consoles that Tony designed, I think, in the 60s. So they have a little bit of a, a wonderful, like, wild edge to them. Um, and that's kind of really created the soul of our windows. It's transitioning from Tony's... It transitions through Tony's early work to his later work, which makes it so fun. It, it really does. Hold for DHL. 
Um, okay, so that is perfect. Now, a couple of things I wanted to follow up on with you. So listeners and viewers of Convo by Design have, are certainly familiar with you and your work, and they've heard from you before on the show twice on panels. Um, I think one, not both, but at least one was with Catherine. And the two of you have got just such a remarkable show that you, that you put on, which leads me to... Sort it's, it's our tap dance. It's, <laughs> it's really wonderful. It's really fantastic and, and so great. And I, I, I think that it's so fitting that you selected Tony Duquette and a set decorator because your, your work is so theatrical. It's so theatrical. And I, a couple of things that I noticed in the showroom that you've, take, you've taken, you're, you're building the faux walls that, that the set decorators have the studios build for them so that they can create the spaces. If it doesn't exist, they're gonna create it. They're gonna make it happen to fit their vision. There's a couple of other things, how you've, how you've placed things and how you've, I won't give away all the, all the secrets that I, I work with the set decorators a lot, so I, I see a lot of these things. Has that, has that been part of your, your process long? Yeah, you know, I've always loved the art of set decoration. Um, back in the day when I was in my 20s, you know, I was an actor, so I ended up seeing lots of different sets from movies to soaps and things. Um, and so it's so interesting to see how they play with, they mostly, it's how they play with scale. And then of course, fake things that look like they're real things. So it's definitely something that can translate into our work as interior designers. Um, you know, some of the greatest designers, from Tony Duquette to one of my other icons, Renzo Monjardino, he also was a great set decorator. He decorated for the operas. So the theatrics from that is something that you learn and are able to somewhat tone down but bring it into people's homes or raise the bar and use it in hotels and restaurants. That's where I think, for me, understanding the set design tricks has really worked because it's allowed me to create some real fantasy in the boutique hotels I've been designing lately. And, um, and that just makes them even more fun. I, I, I totally agree with you. And I, I find it interesting, too, because many will look at, at design and think that it's something simply to be, to be looked at and enjoyed. But that's not it at all. It's to be experienced. Oh my God, design is all about the experience. It's about the way it makes you feel. It's about the way it makes you look against it or in it or surrounded by it. It's, it's an emotion. It's, it, it's something that each one of us, of course, has, has a different taste, but dropped into a specific ambiance, you feel a different way. And that's what happens with an interior. You create these ambiances and people go into them and they feel different, they act different. They, it, it, it just creates something magical. And that's, again, for me, one of the big tricks, one of the big passions I have with interior design is that we're able to create these interior fantasies for people. They can live out their own decorative fantasies at home. I find it so fascinating, too, that you made that transition from, from actor to doing what you do now, which really, you're an actor, you're a set decorator, you're a director, you're a producer, you, you really do manage the entire experience, except in this case, instead of producing something or creating something for, for hundreds, hundreds of thousands or millions, you're, you're doing it for one or four. Well, I have produced TV shows too, actually. Yes. And I have my own production company. So, yes. yeah, so we're producing for everyone along the way. I, yeah. <laughs> what, what part do you like better and what part do you like least? Um, you know, the creative process is amazing. 
the installation process for me is the most exciting when it all comes together and you get to see the reveal of your client or you get the feedback of people staying in a hotel or dining in a restaurant of how it made them feel and how they love it and how it's created memories for them. That is the big, big reward from all of this. It's the amazing part of it. Um, I mean, you know, for us, most of the journey tends to be really exciting um, from the ground up, understanding how a structure is going to look, helping tweak it, helping make it correct for that person, that client, that experience. Um, of course, there are times that you're like, oh, my God, I need another, I need another career. But, <laughs> but, you know, for me, I am so thankful every day when I wake up knowing that I'm about to create something or working in a creative industry that, that you know, feeds me. It's a, it's, I don't mean just feeds me making money. It feeds my soul. It makes me feel good. And that's, I think, one of the ultimate goals in life. Um, the part I hate about it is, you know, the, the, the finances, you know, it's always so boring to, to do budgets and have to stick within budgets and all of those things. So the money side of it is always tricky. But as I say to students when they ask me what's one of the most important things you could tell me, get a good accountant. You know, work out from the very beginning that you understand the money, the finances, that you understand how to make money. Because very quickly you can lose money, you can have a mistake, things can happen and go wrong. So you want to make sure that you're very respectful of the money and you're very respectful of your client's money. That is number one rule with client relations. Respect their money, honor the project, and well, respect your accountant at the end of the day. Do me a favor, will you give me um, three inches back, back, please? Yeah. Perfect. Um, it's, yeah, money and time. Totally, yeah. Well, money is time. Yeah, yeah. So what's also fascinating is the amount of extensions you have applied to your, to your empire, right? I like that word, empire. Well, it is. <laughs> Look, from, from the design business, then to the licensing, then to the production, then to the showroom, yes. then to, the, to all the different lines that come 14. out. 14, I have 14 lines. Yeah, yeah. I... I, I I'm trying, I'm trying to wrap my head around both the creative part of it. And when you do that, it's a wonderful thing. And it's great having the accountant to, to help manage the businesses. But at some, at some point, does that, does that take you from doing what you, what you want to be doing? Or is, this, is that part of exactly what you want to be doing? Actually, one of, the, one of the great joys and one of the things I'm very honored to be doing is creating product for licenses for, you know, for various people from my lines for Frontgate, which are kind of more mass market, to my couture jewelry lines, to the porcelain for Haviland and rugs for the rug company and all of the wallpaper for the Colin Sun. All of those things are amazing because it's so fun. There's always things that you have in your head that you maybe never end up doing for a client because maybe it didn't work for them or it just wasn't right, but you love it. And the fact that you're then able to create it and then watch other people create with it, it's incredible. I've seen the most beautiful things that people have done with a product of mine or a wallpaper of mine or something, which, again, it's a huge honor and it's also hugely inspiring. So that's a very, very fun part of what's happened to me. And I think, obviously, I've been very lucky in my career. I've had a, a, an enormous amount of celebrity clientele, which has brought a lot of press. Um, I've been very lucky to be published for so many years by all of the great shelter magazines. And of course, television. 
having done uh, three years on Bravo and uh, a couple of years in, on European TV, and now there's, I, think there's, I think there's shows playing right now with me and them in 200 countries around the world still. So that has broadened the horizon of not just being kind of a, an LA-centric designer to becoming somebody that's on an international level. And that's brought around amazing opportunities like the licensing and meeting incredible people and seeing incredible things. Do you ever consider, uh, franchising is not the right word, but, but licensing the showrooms out to other parts of the country where they don't have the benefit of the types of, of style that, that you offer? I've been asked so much um, about the idea of expanding the store, people wanting to open stores uh, for me in different cities. The reality is that, it, you know, I'm so busy with my design work and the TV work and all the other things, it's very hard to kind of concentrate on the store. So the fun thing with having the store here is that I have, you know, my, my office is above it. So having a little atelier where we can put exhibit rather, I guess, um, items from my collections and then vintage finds because you know I'm a demented shopper much to the horror of my accountant by the way and American Express but um, um, so it's really fun to have somewhere to put those things to try out new things to display things um, so it's kind of like a little bit of a lab really it's like a design lab for me and it's amazing that people come in and they enjoy it and they buy things or they just come and hang out and have a coffee I mean it's a very cool environment I just am not sure that, that at the moment I've got the time to be able to expand it. But I never say never. You know, it could be a really fun thing to do one day. Well, and it's a wonderful thing to have those opportunities available. Totally. Uh, last question for you, and you've been so generous with your time. Um, we're at Legends, LCDQ's Legends 2019. Phenomenal event. One of the one of the truly special and unique things about this is, yes, it's it's people can walk by, anyone can walk by, you don't have to be in the trade, anyone can walk by and see these amazing windows. Aside from Legends, aside from what LCDQ does, what other events, both, both domestic and international, really work for you? Where, do you? where do you like to be when you're not here? You know, because I've got quite a few licenses, I've, I end up going and do appearances at various trade shows for them. Um, I have to say, High Point is an amazing place for people to go because they get to see... I mean, it's a melting pot. You see everything from pink, you know, pins to a 20-foot sofa. I mean, it's wild. So it's an amazing place to see and understand a lot of the industries that go on in America and to see a lot of the collections that other designers are doing for other labels. Um, for me, Maison in Paris is very important. Um, we exhibit our Corbett lighting line there, and I've had bedding lines and, and my porcelain and things there. But apart from my stuff, it's an amazing place to go and see and, and visualize and understand. You know, some, I make sure I go at least once every two years to really, you know, see what's out there, see what people are creating. And of course, the Milan Fair is amazing, um, much more furniture based, much more modern oriented. But again, a very important thing to do, maybe not every year, but certainly every other year, just to understand where the industry is moving, is there new technology within even furniture? You know, at the last fair, there were chairs that were like thumb touch that, you know, reclined to your body movement and all sorts of crazy stuff that maybe you'll never use it, but as a designer and as a designer that influences other people and 
has to influence their clients, you need to know what's out there. You need to be able to give people the options and understand it. So those kinds of trade shows are wildly important for that. And then there are fun things to do, like like Round Top in, in Texas, you know, which is an amazing, uh, almost like a giant flea market where vendors from all over the country come with incredible wares and they stall out and they Oh, it's, it's amazing. So I love those kinds of things from going to the Portobello Road in London and buying, you know, a couple of silver spoons to, to going to Brimfield in, and, and finding, you know, 18th century olive oil jars. All those things are wonderful and they're all stuff that, that helps designers really get an individual look and create incredibly special environments for their clients. Absolutely. And Travel I'll- is the greatest knowledge for anybody, but for an interior designer, I would say above even going to any kind of school, travel. Travel the world, see people, places, smells, taste. All of that stays with you forever and helps influence your design work. That is so true. Uh, just one follow-up, though. When you travel, are, are you able... Are you the kind of person that's able to unplug for a little while and actually be a tourist? Or do you always have to, is it always, not that it has to be, but are you always looking? Are you always seeking? You know, I can't help, but, but I, I, it's one of the things about me that I like to remain kind of open all the time so that I can be like a sponge and soak in whatever's around me. So, yeah, you know, I might be sitting in Rome having a, having a, a beautiful dinner and I can't help but suddenly look down at the plate and go, oh my God, those red tomatoes and that, and that white pasta looks so good together and maybe I have to do a red and white fabric. You just, I, just, I just can't help it. I can't switch it off. But I do, get, I do switch off and relax. I mean, I do get into my relaxed zone. But sometimes part of that, being inspired, is part of the relaxation process. So true. Martin, thank you for your time. A pleasure. So great to be part of LCDQ this year. And thank you so much. That is a wrap on this episode of Convo by Design featuring Martin Lawrence Ballard. Thank you for the time, Martin. And thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing, emailing, and coming out to our events. Without you, there is no Convo by Design. So thank you. Please follow the podcast on Instagram, Convo by Design with an X, and make sure you subscribe everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. That way, you'll receive new episodes on your mobile device the moment they're published. So again, Happy New Year. Make 2020 your year. And until next week, keep creating. Keep creating.